podcast and more sportsnow.com. We cover both sides of the Hudson. It's Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan. And Matt, Labor Day weekend is on the way, and that means football. Rutgers opens up at home against Texas State. little surprised, 16-point. I'm hearing 16 to 18-point uh, favorites Rutgers is. I thought it would be a little bit more than that. I don't know why that makes me a little nervous, but uh, it's over two touchdowns, but I thought it would be, uh, uh, you know, in the 20s at least. Um, Texas State, um, not, you know, not much to, uh, to go on there. It's, uh, it's not a, exactly a high end. Uh, uh, they're a football championship okay. team. Okay. So championship series team. So, so their vic- the victory counts toward a bowl bid for Rutgers. Sure. So uh, we'll t- we'll take that, of course. And uh, it looks like Artur Sikowski will be our starter, first true freshman in years. And uh, you know, as we talked with Keith Sargent, it seemed like he was the front runner. It turns out uh, that 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 was the case. Listen, he's a highly regarded recruit. He got out of a commitment or he decommitted before he officially signed the papers to change and come to Rutgers. He's an old bridge, New Jersey native. So he's a local guy. You know, I was out the other day golfing with some Rutgers fans and they were saying, Oh, Rutgers won't get any better until they start to recruit better in state. That has been a 40 year lament, by the way. So fans get over it. Rutgers can still recruit, but some of the kids in state want to go elsewhere. We understand that. They want to see what's on the other side of the river, right? Your son's going to college next year. Does he want to go in Jersey or out of state? Out of state. There we go. So it's He it's doesn't not, even want Fordham. We just we looked go. at Fordham. It, he doesn't. It's not, a, it's not it's necessarily too close to a Rutgers thing or a football thing or a basketball thing. Kids want to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the point. Sidkowski's a New Jersey kid who decided to come back home. He's got an unbelievable arm. He's got all the tools necessary and I know there's a long way to go in his career, but there's a, he's got all the tools necessary to, as they say, take it to the next level, and Rutgers fans should be excited mm-hmm. for it. The only thing he doesn't have is experience, and we'll see what he can do as yeah. a freshman. And then there is some concern that he didn't have the starting job at IMG down in Florida. In fact, the starter is the walk-on at Minnesota, at Minnesota uh, Zach Anikstad. So he was the one who started yeah. there. Uh, but there's a lot of story about that. Apparently, um, Sikowski got hurt or whatever. The, the whole story on that is... In the uh, past, doesn't yeah, matter. It, it is in the past. I mean, the bottom line is... is He's better than Gio Rossino. He's better than the other kid. He's their McNulty best quarterback. is seeing some tools that he needs to to They've move the ball game. down the field. And and what the, the big thing yeah. is the arm. He's got a big arm. Big arm. And uh, and Rutgers hasn't seen that in a while. So um, very uh, very interesting to uh, so see how he starts on out. Saturday? Well, I mean, you're already you're already here in Texas State. They're going to get blitz happy and come after him. You know, get put put a lot of pressure on him. You want to put a pressure on a young quarterback. Uh, you know, I think they should. Uh, I, I see them establishing the run game. Uh, one would hope they could push around Texas State's line and and and, and run a little bit, get get him in a position where uh, where he to play action can go happen and he can uh, throw the ball downfield. And then we got to see receivers. I mean, I, I see him uh, targeting tight ends. You know, Jerome Washington and. And uh, I see, uh, I see, uh, you know, I see a win. I see a grind out win more than a blowout, though. I mean, I, I, I really do see that. I think. Uh, well, I would hope it's uh, not a grind out win. I hope it's an efficient, from a Rutgers mm-hmm. standpoint. And I'm not a Rutgers fan per se, but from a Rutgers point of view, what I would want to see is not grind it out. I don't want this to come down to the final two possessions. We have to score with three minutes to mm-hmm. go, two minutes to go, or we have to stop them on a drive. No, I want to see, if I'm Chris Ash, what I want to see is efficiency. I want to be able to move the ball, stop them 
from uh, and and probably moving the ball against Texas State will be the one thing uh, that you want to look at because defense is their strength. But at any rate, just an efficient win. Mm-hmm. You know what? Whether you beat the spread or not, if you're a Rutgers fan, what you want to see is one of those 24-10, 27-10, a simple win where it was kind of never in doubt. You don't want to sweat this one out. That's what yeah. you want. That's why this game is their opener. That's why they scheduled it. It's designed to build their confidence in this early portion of the schedule where they can go on a bit of a run if things break right and they perform. That's what I want to see. 27-24, even though it's a W. 17-14, even if it's a W. That does not make me feel good if I'm a Rutgers fan. I know. And listen, who's Art Sikowski going to throw down the field to? That's the concern. I brought that up again with Keith Sargent, too. The wide receiving core is a concern. You got Bo Melton. You know, they, and you don't have big targets here. You don't have Kenny Britz and Muhammad Sanu's. They're, they're not there. You don't have these these big targets, tall guys with, with, with great hands. That's why I mentioned the tight ends. I mean, Jerome Washington is, a, is one of the top tight ends, and, and uh, they're, they're going to need to get them in the, in, in the mix because who's he going to throw to? And, and yeah. if, you're a, if you're a Rutgers fan and you've, you know, you've sat in the stands for the last couple seasons, that's, that's a concern. Uh, the receivers are a concern without question, uh, which makes – I hope that they can establish the running game, and uh, that will make things a lot easier. If they can't run at all and they're forcing to, if, you know, Sikowski to throw – you know, could be a concern, but that look, they should handle Texas State should. handily. I mean, should. We're, we're hoping so. So I agree with you, Matt. If it's like you know, seventeen to seven or something like that, I'd be like, wow. Yeah, you know, a win you, is a win, you know, but you sure. want you want it to look a little better sure. than that, especially since then they line up against Ohio State the yeah. next week, which is a whole nother ball game. Speaking True. of which, are you review the show that you started last year? The review and preview of Rutgers football each and every week returns this season. Eric Legrand, who was on a couple of shows last year, has agreed to be on about half. Yep. And we've got a sponsor, a Zebra Pen. We're very mm-hmm. happy and excited to have them on board and thank them for joining us. Mm-hmm. Our first show will be recorded Thursday. Uh, as you know, and I think most of the listeners probably know, Eric's really busy with a lot of things. He is. And so Thursday is our record date this week. The show will be up on Friday morning. And we hope that fans listen each and every week. It should be a really, really That's good terrific. Show. And listen, Eric loves to talk Rutgers football. We had a lot of fun last year. And uh, he just broke down the games, talked about what worked, what didn't, what his thoughts were. Yeah, and were. he's an insider. And, yeah, I mean, you and, are yeah. too. You go to every game. You're a season mm-hmm. ticket holder. And I know you're a big Rutgers alum. But, you know, he's a guy who's, who's an insider having played there and uh, a loyal son of the bank, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's great to have him. Yeah, and absolutely, Fantastic. and and uh, really excited about the uh, this the season this year. Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, I I try to make to every game, but you know, that's the one game, you know, Labor Day weekend, and it's a tough it's a tough sell. I mean, you got a, a, a lower opponent. Uh, it's Labor Day weekends. People want to get their last hit down at the shore. So, uh, you know, in terms of attendance, you know, it's that's a tough one. But um, you know, these days uh, I'm making uh, I'm making the first game of the year because I'm really excited about the possibilities this year. And and uh, they can and, make and, a bowl, but they got to yeah. do it early and they can't stumble. No, because uh, 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 late they ain't making it up. <laughs> right, they're not making it up against right. that schedule late. Now that second game, Ohio State, they're going to the shoe. But look, there's some problems uh, at Ohio State, obviously with Urban Meyer benched there. So, uh, I, you know, it's still a, a tough place to go and play, and to think that they're going to have some kind of edge because Urban Meyer uh, is uh, su- suspended is uh, is is 
not likely. Well, he's also back able to coach that week. He Mm -hmm. has to be away from the team for this opener. Then he's allowed to come back for the next two games that he's suspended. He's allowed to be on the sideline. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there is some turmoil. There's no question about it. And it could have an impact. But I think that Ohio State goes in with far more talent than Rutgers. But you know what? Get to Texas State first. Mm -hmm. Get that win. And then you worry. And I will be coming out with my annual uh, prediction. Of the of the uh, season, the wins and losses, which I was pretty close last year. Actually, I predicted five wins. We got four. So uh, I'll uh, I'll post that. Uh, I'll post that this week for sure before the opener. And uh, really excited sure about the season. Our review. Absolutely. Are you review? review? We're yeah. really excited about that. Are you excited about your Boston Red Sox? Well, uh, you know what? I, I'm a little concerned. Uh, look, uh, Chris Sale is hurt. Um, yeah, that, that's a concern. Uh, when your ace is shelved and, uh, you know, that's your stopper, um, you know, look, they've had a phenomenal season. And so, but, uh, but getting swept by Tampa Bay down in Tampa Bay is absolutely concerned. I think they've lost like six of eight now. And here are the Yankees getting hot. Uh, Against a terrible yeah, team. Yeah. But Baltimore's just, God, they're all, God awful. Right. How many, how many, they're, they're already, they've lost, uh, they're they're pushing a hundred games lost already. Absolutely, yeah. Already for the season, yep. it's unbelievable. They we're not even in September. Wow, and that's a quick fall. They were in the playoffs a couple seasons ago. It's, they it's, stink. It's, Their they, owner's terrible. I mean, God. And then Their Buck Showalter's just there. You know, he's just. I guess he's uh, he's a manager for life. I mean, just like Earl Weaver, right? <laughs> How you do a little something, Buck? You know, yeah. yeah right. has, a, has a guy gotten a better reputation having less success than Buck Showalter? No, totally. I mean, he's a good manager by by all accounts, right? His teams are generally. With Baltimore, he's not had nearly as much success. But, you know, generally they've been competitive. And this, uh, I don't know whether the fire's gone or the talent's gone or just he's been worn down by ownership because Peter Angelos is a terrible Mm -hmm. owner. That being said, he hasn't won anything. Yeah. And, and they I mean, were it was total. like Joe Madden. At least Joe Madden finally won a championship. All we heard, Joe Madden, greatest manager in the game. Joe Madden. He didn't win anything till till Chicago won. I mean, you right. know, Tampa was always competitive, but sure. c- you have to win something Absolutely. to be considered great. How about Bruce Bochy? He's won. Right. Right? Right. Nobody talks about him. No, Joe Ma- Why? Because he rides a bicycle to the game and has players dress up in clown suits to break the tension? I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but finally he won something. Same thing right. with Buck Showalter. I mean, Buck wins something. Right. You got to win something to be great. And remember when he left the Yankees, that's when they started winning when they got Joe Torrey. Yeah. So, uh, so who knows? A, had he stayed, it's he been might a, have won. been a rough go for Buck, and certainly recently. I mean, they're freaking doormats, but they have been for the Red Sox, too. But, but I mean, by the they, way, here to they com- put up nothing against the Yankees, nothing yeah, over they, the they weekend. Stink. Here's the thing, though. We're down to basically the last month of the season. The Yankees, if they go 20 and 12, which is the percentage they're playing to, mm-hmm. 638, 636, mm-hmm. something like that, Boston has to go 14 and 16. Yeah, right. You're, you're just, it's it, you it's know, possible, but not likely. Not likely. Now, numbers- remember 78. Yeah. Oh, the no, Yankees listen. chased him down in, you know, yeah. in September, 14 games up. I mean, it always chased him down. So it it can yeah. happen. But um, again, uh, the Red Sox need to get sale back. Well, the Red Sox play a more to... difficult schedule than the Yankees do. But they have yep. head-to-head games at the end, and that's where it Yeah, so that's, and it, but it could come down to that. What well, one would hope that it, it, that wasn't going to be so. the case if you're a Sox so. fan. And uh, and it turns out that they may matter. Yeah, it may uh, we'll matter see. from this standpoint. It's, this happens in baseball a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it may come down to the to the end. But it would be one of those things where the Yankees have to sweep them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the Yankees yeah. have to, oh, if the Yankees go eight and one, right. then they could sneak in if Boston goes two and seven. 
but the point is, is uh, that well, you know, yeah, but you know, like a, a couple weeks ago, we we're like, it is done. And I'm no, like, you were done. saying it was done. No, I was like, done. I'm not sure about that. But now with this little swoon, six done. out, you know, it's still, you know, look, there, there's a possibility the Yankees, done. the Red Sox can, I don't know. Done. It, like the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers were like on a on a ridiculous pace and then they just couldn't win a game for done. like the longest time. So that was last season. But we'll, uh, we'll see. Over Boston wins. We'll, we'll see. So uh, the PGA came to New Jersey. It was at Ridgewood Country Club, yeah. beautiful Ridgewood Country Club, and uh, we've been hitting a lot of country clubs lately. I work with our work for New Jersey State Golf Association, and there's just beautiful courses in Jersey, isn't there? Sure, oh, my absolutely. goodness! And so, Somerset Hills, right? Baltusrol, Ridgewood, Pine Valley, oh, yeah, and then courses that nobody thinks about because they don't host major championships. I thought that Pine Valley does, but you know whether it's you know Montclair Essex County Country Club Essex County Essex, Essex County where Rumson. the women played was, was a beautiful course yeah, would yeah. never know but that was an absolutely beautiful yeah, course a lot of great courses a lot of really nice courses this is another one uh Bryson DeChambeau uh, an SMU physics grad yeah so he's one of these guys who's who does uses analytics and and um, and physics to uh to uh in, better his game and i clearly wor- is Where's working for him cap? he's uh, he's only 24 years old yeah. uh, he's, he's won three times already and here's the thing when i first learned how to play golf and boy that was a long time ago and i and I'm, by the way i need another lesson but i i, I, I yes, was i was taught that pendulum uh-huh you know that uh, just that pendulum swing where he's, you're not breaking your wrist or anything. And I guess it's just to mitigate errors or what what have you. And that's what that's what he does. He does this this, this simple pendulum swing. Yeah. And it, it's it's the oddest looking thing, really. Well, and, all his clubs and, are the same size. Yeah. That's why the swing is that way. His wedges and irons are all the same size. So in the traditional bag, anyone who knows golf, you know, uh, a four iron is going to be a little longer than a five which will be a little longer than a six, so on and so forth. So you're chain, you're bending over mm-hmm. a little bit more. The swing is supposed to be the same, right? But but, uh, but because of the length of the clubs, you have to adjust your stance. It's, they're all the same. And one would be surprised that he'd get the distance, though, and he does. Mm-hmm. It's the bombs the yeah. ball. It's the you know he drives three hundred plus yards. But he uh, he ran away with it at eighteen under. The closest was a uh, 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 Tony Finau was at uh, fourteen under. But no one really threatened. It was his tournament from the beginning. So now. Uh, he looks like he's a lock for the uh, the Ryder Cup. Yeah, uh, it certainly even as a you know Jim Furyk can uh, can add him to the team, but if he doesn't make it on on his um uh, on just points alone, uh, and he's and he's the head of the FedEx Cup in points. So Ten million going bucks into, at the end of that. Uh, Tiger did make it into the next round, which is going up to Boston. So uh, you know he'll still be around, but he didn't really have much of a a week. He was at minus three, just couldn't get it going. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of, again, a lot of good young players is 24 years old, already won three times on tour. So another guy you got to deal with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the depth of the tour is incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we lose sight of the fact when we talk about the Jack Nicholas, Gary player, Arnold Palmer run. And we think it was only those three that the depth, there were still guys out there who won majors and who won tournaments and, put some pressure on those guys, but because of their historic nature and the amount of wins they had, they become some symbol of a lack of depth. But that being said, 
there is a lot of depth on the tour this year. Mm-hmm. Incredible. There is. And uh, we're coming up to the Ryder Cup, which is exciting every two years. It's the end of September, last weekend, right outside of Paris. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. It's always uh, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, uh, the Americans with a dominant win after they were sluggish the, the previous two with with the with the Europeans. The Europeans played very well, so you know the Europeans are going to be looking for a little bit of revenge this year. Of so, course. but there's a lot of juice to it. You know, you got the Walker Cup and things like that. But you know, the, the Ryder Cup's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It is absolutely a lot of fun. So we're uh, heading into Labor Day. Really excited about it. Football is back. We've got, uh, and we'll start covering the NFL as well. But we're really excited about the R review. R U review. We'll be doing that, uh, recording that this week with uh, Eric Legrand. And uh, go R U. And that'll do it for this week. It's Steve. It's Matt. And we'll uh, check you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.